the morning invasion with Dex and Steve O. I got the giggles today. Before we kick off three degrees. Steve O, you are so giggly. Brian, somebody left a message for you. Uh oh. Next message. Hey guys, my name is Bryant. Uh, it is just after seven on a Wednesday night. Giving you guys a call because uh, for the first time ever, I've heard Brian Nixon. I guess he has his own um, time on Star Eighty Eight, and uh, his teaching is awesome. His passion is awesome. Uh, it's a uh, yeah. His insight is just amazing. So, anyways, just called to give you guys props. Uh, I just wanted to give him props, and uh, yeah, man. Appreciate that. Keep it up. Uh, love the morning invasion. God bless you guys. Uh, I listen every morning. Right on. Wow. Very nice, right? Who who did you guys pay to to, to say that? Nobody. You mean someone actually listened to me last night? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, not just that. Uh, Trish on YouTube wants to know if your teaching is going to be posted on YouTube on the Calvary page because wanted to see it. Oh, wow. That, right? uh, wow. Rosalind that- said that you gave a great sermon last night. An hour was not long enough. Wow. Thank you, folks. So, that That's really nice. chiming in right now. You yeah. know, um, yeah, I addressed the topic, is the Bible reliable? Mm-hmm. And I covered three broad areas and then kind of, you know, dug down you a little bit. You titled your sermon, Revivable. Revivable. <laughs> Revivable. Oh that's from Giggly Steve O'Jeter. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what happened. He, he's just having a great day today. It's, it's good because normally you walk in, <laughs> Steve-O... Steve oh, I'm a grump. Okay, no, cool. no, he's never grumpy, but he's emotional. <laughs> so so he could always start crying at the drop of a hat like, like Steve-O. Your good. shoes are really nice. <laughs> I'm really glad you think so. <laughs> Thank you. They remind me of, you know, but I like giggly Steve-O. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, thanks for those comments. That's really nice. I didn't didn't expect that at all. Yeah, Yeah. you guys can, uh, when you, you can not only, you can not only text into the live line, but you can call it and you can leave a voicemail. I didn't know that. That's cool. Uh, So, so thank you to that gentleman and those people chiming in about last night's teaching. Arlen chimed in and said, I'm honestly inspired by you. Thank you so much. I want to go to Calvary College now. Beautiful. Wow, what's that about? What's well, Calvary College? Well, Calvary College, um, what was normally formerly the School of Ministry, this year it's in a transitional period. Mm-hmm. They're going to be evening classes and purely evening classes. Which is huge because it used to be like eight to five Monday yeah. through Friday, which is great when you're like you know in your twenties and have kids or you right. know or you want to just grow in the word, but you also have a real job. That's exactly right. So, and, and so glad they, you guys decided to do this when I was forty and not when I was thirty. Yeah, and actually put in to try and do it and couldn't because of the time. <laughs> and and that is honestly part of the feedback why we're doing Calvary College in the yeah. evening. So many people said, "Hey, I'd love to take a class or two. Yeah, if." I could just do it in the evening, mm-hmm. but I can't leave work at 10 and go take classes. So Calvary College is transitioning. What used to be School of Ministry is now Calvary College. It's going to be evening courses, um, and there will be apologetic courses. There will be theology, Bible courses. Can I just sit in on them? Sure, okay, sure. Cool. I actually did that really? randomly. Yeah, and there were times where, whether it was Phoenix or uh, uh, Dr. Nelson Walker, Yeah. Uh, I, there were a few classes that I just wanted to... Yeah, just soak in, get get some it information. A, it was a while ago before I got jaded, you know, <laughs> so, when I still wanted to grow. And yeah, exactly. It was uh, great. Yeah. So. yeah, but but part of what I did last night, 
broadly speaking, it's called apologetics. It's giving a defense mm. for the Christian faith, in this case, it's the Bible. It's where you take a mainstream song from culture, and then you Christianize it. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, that's um, not. No, 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 I'm pretty sure that's no. apologetics. So, yeah. Does yeah, anybody remember po- apologetics? They were a Christian band. I'm not even being yeah. funny. No idea. And instead of like, inter Sandman, it would be like... Ugh. Yes, yeah. inter Samson, <laughs> and then it'd be like, inter Samson. Say your prayers to one, cause the Lala song is gonna cut off your hair. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. pretty good. That's good. So can, can I just I say just that up? <laughs> can I just say though for a second <laughs> that Metallica's Inner Sandman has the best rock intro oh, of all time. Oh, of they played they played U and M uh the football field here. Did and they when really? that hit, oh yeah, dude. I saw it. How long ago uh, was that? Suicidal Tendencies opened, uh Fight opened, which was uh uh lead singer of Judas Priest. Uh Rob Halford. Rob Halford's side project. I mean not that I would know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. They had a side project called Fight and it was Fight. It was Suicidal Tendencies. It was supposed to be Alice in Chains. Wow. But Lane Staley Died. was well he he was still alive at oh. the time. Uh, it, tragically, like they actually Metallica ended up mocking him. They played an Alice in Chains song that night, uh, because he was supposed to, but he was going through like crazy heroin addiction mm. and bailed on the tour like a week before it launched wow. and then died. So they got Candlebox instead. Oh, wow! And uh, anyway, so that song hit, and the pyro was you know, and then when the drums just Lars Alrich's drums, like, when Lars Alrich starts coming in, it's pretty, it's pretty epic. Dude, mm-hmm. it was dope. It's that was, crazy. Okay, I was a sophomore in high, that was 1994? Wow. Wow. Yeah, 93, 94? Yeah. That, that was the, my first time seeing them and it was epic. I've seen them five or six times after yeah. that. They're one of my all-time favorites. My, um, I've never seen Metallica. My brother has seen Metallica multiple times and he actually was in a group in the Bay Area that kind of rubbed shoulders with Metallica. Really? Yeah. Like so at he, a massage parlor? No, no, like <laughs> at, at nightclubs and such. Because, you know, Metallica started in the Bay Area before they moved down to L.A. And mm-hmm. so there was a lot of, you know, a lot of those, you know, rock thrash bands yeah. were kind of buds. My brother was in one. And so he loved Metallica from, from day one. So he's seen him multiple times. Yeah, I've never seen him. But my son, Isaiah... He got to see Metallica in L.A., and you know, they at this last tour, they just had a small little pit just for exclusive right. people. I mean, literally, just right there. You know, you're getting the sweat drift. It's the best I'm, place to be. It, it's right there. No one around you. It's just, it's guarded. He was in that little no area. Way. Yeah, oh, that's, that's cool. And he said it was probably... The best concert he's ever oh, seen. I'm sure. Dude, look at this ticket stub. Uh, Tuesday, August 2nd, 1994, UNM Football Stadium, Rain or Shine. Wow. Steve, cool. you just proved August that 2nd. they did play here. Yeah. And the last well, they time played they played here. was Tingly. It right? was Tingly. I was, yeah. yeah. And I interviewed Lars as uh, we did a bit back in the right. old show, Joe and the Deaf Guy. And we interviewed uh, Lars. Super nice guy. But he had this smacking problem when he talked. He was, yeah. So, yeah, let me tell you guys about the, the Pat. Well, that's because he's Northern weird. European. That, I mean, that, you that, know, that, he's like, isn't he Norwegian or Swedish? What, what yeah, is Lars? Something like that, right? Yeah. He looks he's, like, you know, he, don't you mock him. No, he, he's a great drummer. <laughs> no, great drummer. Okay, guys. Jason Newstead, but anyways, go on. We, we, we got to get on to um, events today because yeah. today is a day like other days where amazing things happen. Mm. Mm. And there's the trumpet to prove I it. I know. So on this day, gentlemen, events, February 28th in history, 1638. The Gray Fires 
got together in Scotland and drafted their national covenant. Basically, the Grey Friars were Protestants who said, we want to follow God with our whole heart, mind, and soul, and we want our country to do it as well. And so they signed this covenant that was very, very important for Scottish national life. Wow. Yep. And then something a little more interesting. I actually alluded to this last night in my teaching, that Roger Scott in 1646, you guys ready for this? Yeah. Was tried in Massachusetts for falling asleep in church. Oh, what? He went. Dang. He he got. He went to court. That's hardcore. For falling asleep in church. Did you preface that because you were about to teach for an hour? No, I, I did exactly. <laughs> that that's what I did. I said, folks. <laughs> luckily, we don't live in 1646 because half of you guys would be tried yeah. in the court of law, <laughs> right? For for falling asleep during this. Have that comic relief to kick it off. That's you know? exactly right. Oh, Here's an interesting one. In 1759, mm-hmm. Pope Clement the Thirteenth mm. allows the Bible to be translated in different languages. Whoa! And w- what cool. is that a response for? How nice for? of that human being to allow God's word. Yeah. What? 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 Um. What? What was he responding to? Of course. Uh, responding to the gospel. Done. Martin Luther. Right. The Reformation. Yes. He, he, I mean, the, okay, by the way, don't do that. By the way, the Ow. Reformation <laughs> happened a hundred years or so before he right, made totes, that. Totes. Yeah, but, totes. but they finally said, "Hey, <laughs> that German guy translated our, the Bible into German." We, well, yeah, and they were saying Protestantism was was growing like wildfire. And maybe he said, "We should allow the maybe we should to read the Bible. <laughs> let people read the Bible." Yeah. That's exactly right. So mm. we have Pope Clement the Thirteenth to thank, and thank you, Pope, because yeah, sometimes. Thanks, Pope. It, t- it takes a while for people to catch on, and they finally caught on that, you know, having the Bible is good. Yeah. Okay? Here's I have the- Catholic family members who still don't know they can read the Bible. So. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> wow. There it is. Giggly Steve-o. <laughs> he even snorted right there, folks. It's that it's was awesome. true. That is awesome. because it's, it's true. Okay, this day in 1784, John Wesley charters... The first charter for the first Methodist church. Wow. So John Wesley himself was Anglican his whole life. You know, mm-hmm. he never really left the Anglican church, Church yeah. of England. But he chartered because so many people were saying, hey, we need to, you know, do what you're doing. Yeah. We, we, need, we need the church to, to teach this. So he chartered the first Methodist church. Why and, was it called Methodist then? If well, he was, well was good, good then. question. No, no, good question. No. Me, it wasn't meth, the drug. It's because in his Christian walk, yes. he was so methodical oh. with everything he did. So he woke up at an exact time. He read the Bible for so long. He prayed for so long. He did everything methodically. It was all thought out and prepared. So people would say, you're so methodical. You're, you're so like, you know, in today's term, yeah. we'd say anal. You know, you're, you're, yeah. just, you're, you're just like, you're just very focused. Yeah. And so people um, started to call Methodists kind of as a, as a, as a you know, poking at them, much like the Quakers. Quakers were called Quakers, not because they called themselves that, but because people were kind of poking fun at them. Isn't that like how Christians got their name? Because people were like mocking how we were little Christ? Yep, yep. Because originally the first terminology Christians used for themselves was the way, yeah. you know, uh, in the in what you see well, that, that in Acts. like a cult. Yeah, well, there was a cult. There was <laughs> yeah, a cult. No, I know. Called the way. But but yeah. early in the That's church, they called that, and then they started to poke. But yeah, Quakers were, were poked at, made fun of. They the Quakers refer to themselves as the, 
the Society of Friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds weird. Yeah, and then and hey, the you want to join the Society, society of, of Friends? Friends? But other people <laughs> said, on, "Hey, they're Quakers." Joseph, be my friend. No, join my Society me. of Friends. No, why aren't you letting me? Because you're you? creepy. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> you're a creeper, giggly Stevo. Yeah, and so John Wesley was called a Methodist because he was so methodical. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. This day, guys, in 1925, and, and here's just to compare and contrast the differences in our culture. On this day in 1925, a particular song goes to number one. In 1925? In 1925. So compare that to way back. It is T for two. T for two. T for Doris two. Day? T for two. Tommy Dorsey? Yeah, it goes back to like the Dorsey era. Ella Fitzgerald? So, <laughs> no. Yeah, go to Ella Fitzgerald's version of it. So oh, T for okay. two goes to number one. It's a beautiful woman. I love this. This is cool. Okay, this, this is her version of it, but, but go to the really straight-laced one. T... For two, and you, for me, go. You know, go to that. Uh, I mean, which who, one? who did it? Go, yeah. go to 1925. Oh, put 1925. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put 1925 T for two on YouTube. I'm sure there's a music. Oh, totally. There, there yeah. is. Totally, bro. There is. This. Someone's gonna do oh, it. Yeah, totally. Right, here we go. Here we go. There it is. Hmm. This is a remake of it, but this no, is what this it sounds like. Origi- this is the original recording on VHS from 1925. No. <laughs> this, this song's number one, guys. Okay, now compare and contrast T for okay, two with right. what's number one in America right now. What is number one? Do you guys... Uh, guys? Uh, T Pain. No, I was going to... Well, yeah, I was going to say which chart... Let's just do you Billboard just Top 100. Number one. I know. Billboard Top 100. Number one. Top, so, so T for two, mm-hmm. which is a very straight-laced love song about having tea with mm-hmm. someone you love. Like Beyonce or something. Okay, and then, top 100 songs, Billboard charts. The Hot 100 is Halsey, Without Me. There it is. So now play that. Uh, can we go? Can we do number two, actually? No, no, because you know, T for do, two is number one. But it's one. Post Malone! I just want to hear Sunflower. You got to stop screaming, bro. I'm sorry. So, And I was wrong. It's actually Ariana Grande's Seven Rings. There it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's number one, Ariana Grande. My bad. I, I don't even know. I know she just tied the Beatles for something. Can I just lie and say but, it was Halsey? I'm sorry. But I don't Damn. even know an Ariana Grande song. What? You don't? Do, do I? <laughs> Thank you. Next. She just became like the most uh, yeah. followed person on Instagram. Right. Oh, that's Over sad. Cristiano Ronaldo or something? Mm-hmm. So this is number oh, one eyes, compared to T for two. He looks 12. We can't watch this. Okay. We okay. can't watch this. This is, this is so not okay. See, that's, that's my point. That's why I said play Post Malone that, Sunflower. The, Ain't nobody stumbling watching that dude sing. Fellas, that's my point. In 1925, <laughs> it was about having tea with someone you like, and now it's stuff you can't even watch. Play Post Malone Sunflower. Okay, just we'll play a number three, even though T for two went to number because one, that's folks. that's still a good song. It's okay. from the Spider-Man soundtrack. It is? Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, which just won an Oscar. It did, I saw. Smiley Steve-O is uh, dancing, folks. Come on, anyone? anyone? It's, I like it. Good. I like it. Good. Listen to me. That was the best Marvel film 
of the year. It won an Academy over Award. Over Infinity War, over Black Panther. Steve, you're still in it because that's what we're going to talk about second half. We're talking about the the Oscars. Okay. Well, yes, this right. won an Oscar for Best Animated Film. Don't, it beat don't out Wreck-It it. Ralph and uh, Pixar took uh, took a backseat finally. All right. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. take a break. Oh. It's three degrees. Brian Nixon hanging out, and we'll be right back. Hang out. Every time I'm leaving on you. Time to get out of bed. Time to get out of bed now. Wake up, wake up, wake up. The Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O. And Brian Nixon, three degrees. Well, welcome back, guys. You know, when we left off, we were talking, compare and contrasting between T for Two, which was... The number one song in 1925 to Aria Grande, which, you know, you guys couldn't even watch. That just shows. But we're going to talk a little bit later in the program about the Academy Awards. So people need to start chiming in what their favorite movie of last year was. But keeping on with the events, on this day in 1933, Hitler bans communism. Yep, Hitler didn't like communists either. But Hitler was a fascist, so it didn't really go too well for him. Here's an interesting one. In 1940... The first televised baseball game, and it wasn't even professional. It was a college game, but baseball first televised in 1940 on this day. Mm. Here's a huge one for science fans. On this day in 1953, Crick and Watson announced that they had discovered the structure of DNA. Wow. Yeah, that's big news. That's pretty important. It is big news. And then for folks like me who grew up in the modern rock era, post-punk, this day holds a special place. You too released War. Ooh, War. 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 What's your favorite U2 album? I know we've talked about this before. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I instantly know, and people always go, I'm sorry, what? Octune Baby. That's is- mine too. What? Mine too, yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, it's my favorite oh, album too. That's mine too. Guys. Is it really? No. Dude, Octune Baby, hands down. Yep. I know everybody was like, do Joshua Tree. Well, that's what I was going to say, because that's when I first started getting to U2 was Joshua Tree. So, so I have to say that. So I, Well, no, because I would say my, my favorite song is hands down Where the Streets Have No Name. So yeah. good. I love the Joshua Tree album, and, and I, that was when I first discovered them personally. Yeah. But when Octune Baby came out, oh, dude, when Octune Baby came out, it was like, yeah. oh, because nobody thought they were going to do anything better than Joshua yeah. Tree. And, Oc- and Octune Baby is a masterpiece, in I my agree. opinion. I agree. I, I, I believe it's their their best album. And yeah. I've, I've argued with a lot of people who argue that it is Joshua Tree. Mm. And you could go song for song, cons- concept and everything. Both of them yeah. had very strong mm-hmm. concepts. Yes, brilliant. Both of them had great songs. But song for song, I still believe Octune Baby yes, is dude. better. Anyway, you oh. two released War on this day. So here's some birthdays, guys. Birthdays. Birthdays, birthdays, birthdays. On this day mm. in 1901, Linus Pauling, the chemist and Nobel Prize winner, was born. And what makes Linus Pauling very influential and why people need to know him? Not only for his work with molecular biology, which yeah. he won. Yeah. He won a Pulitzer, excuse me, a Nobel he was Prize. also Charlie Brown's best friend, Linus. <laughs> He had yeah. a blanket, much like some adults I know to this day. Who I think he did name Linus after Linus Pauling, no, because Linus Pauling, mm-hmm. he's one of only, I think, three other people that won both uh, Nobel Prize in science, and he won the Nobel Peace Prize. He won two Nobel Prizes. Wow. And here I thought I was cracking a joke, and turns out it's... Could be, yeah. It could be true. I think I think Charles Schultz respected and admired Linus mm. Pauling, the scientist and Nobel Peace 
Prize winner. According to the Linus Pauling Institute, because that's how big that dude is. Yep. Wow. I don't know. Okay. This guy in 1906, Bugsy Siegel, the gangster, no was way. born. Yeah. Yes. Same. All right. Yeah. Okay. On this day, and I'm going to quiz you with this one, guys. On this day Great. in 1929, Frank Gehry was born. Mm. First of all, Frank who's Frank yeah. Gehry? Well, oh, he has man. the most boring name in history. <laughs> Who's named for all first names? Well, it's, what was it's his Frank name? Gary. Frank Jeff Gary. Okay, guys, I can't believe you don't know Frank Gary. <laughs> I even know. Mm. He's considered one of the greatest living architects oh, on planet Earth. Oh, wow. he's like steaming at this no, point. Doug yeah. Austin is the greatest okay. architect. Of so, all time. so <laughs> name oh, my brother. Name one of his architectural wonders. Oh well, oh, clearly, of course, it's uh, uh, the uh, Eiffel you, Tower. It was, yeah, dang it! <laughs> he's living, guys. Mine. Uh, uh, Big Ben, obviously no. the clock. He was like, "Dude, people need to know the time." Yeah. You know, so they they made this giant tower of a clock. Kay. Guys, mm-hmm. um, he's the guy that developed Disney Hall in downtown L.A. Disney he did the Guggenheim Hall? Museum in New York. Whoa! You know these things, and but here's my favorite one, guys. Oh, look, look this up. Oh, look yeah. this up, okay. Dex okay. and okay. Steve. Look up the Revo. Center for Brain Health and Research in Las Vegas. It looks like a melting building. Steve, next time you're in Las Vegas, and Dex, next time you're in Las oh, Vegas, because I just I loved it so much, I can't wait to go you, back. You need you need okay. to go and no, just Ooh, to look, look at, at this building. That's cool. His, Whoa! His building looks it's like it's melting. melting. That's really cool, actually. So so Frank Gehry is known for his innovative wow. architectural designs, and honestly, if you're by a computer, type up. Just type up Gary, G-E-H-R-Y, Las Vegas, and you'll get the Revo for brain health. Pretty here's, impressive. Here's what I hate about it. It's it's a center for brain health. And, <laughs> it tweaks your brain. And it looks like a guy was on acid when yeah. he drew this building. And yeah. so it's gotta like, you, they're like, hey, uh, it looks like trigger you, you some might have some uh, some kind of brain problems. Because I was looking at the building. Damage. Uh, why don't you come to this brain center and we'll try and help you? And then they lose their minds. Yeah. So, right. but that's how all of, of his Tim buildings Burton are. Film. You got exactly. You in, in Disney Hall similar to that. So happy birthday, Frank Gehry. On this day in 1940, Mario Andretti was born. You guys cool. know who he is. Well, yeah. Race car driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have our own race car driver that we celebrate here in New Mexico. But his birthday's not today. No. No. Okay. On this day, 1942, Brian Jones, co-founder Ooh. of the Rolling Stones, was born. Dude. Yeah, of course, he was the guitarist, and sadly, <laughs> he drowned in the pool. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. You, did you know that yeah. this was... This is your favorite song. Yes, it is. I know it is. Hands down. I was having a good conversation yesterday. For those who don't know, I picked up a, a part-time gig. I'm helping run Astro Zombies right now, managing right. the shop. Right. And, and they, they have a... A giant there a record store as well right and so yesterday the other manager was talking about how uh the beatles were the greatest band uh, in all of history his name's Losack, and i'm Peace like in love and i was like what i'll take the stones any day over the beatles and then it turned into this giant two-hour conversation of who's better who's mm-hmm. better but let it bleed this track give me shelter yeah. like this is and brian really? jones who yeah. co-founded the rolling stones was born on Day. It was born on this on day. 1942? It, it, in 1942. In 1942, sadly, he died. Yeah, I mean, he, he drowned hair. in the pool. I mean, hey, man, I don't know if you knew this, but we're all going to die. That's right. Yeah. That's true. So It's true. Okay, guys, another another musician. On yep. this day in 1969, Patrick Monahan of Train was born. 
I mean, I hate this what's band. this song called again? Drops they're seriously, Ju- they're Nickelback. They should I'm sorry. be Nickelback. I'm sorry. We went from the Stones to oh god. Happy birthday, Patrick. I, I hate you. I hate you, Patrick. Why were you born on the same day as a member of the Rolling Stones? We went from you two. To the Rolling Stones. I, you can't help who. What happened in history? That's true. This, these, th- these things happened in history. These are real and we facts. Take the good with the bad. That's exactly right. Okay. <laughs> hey, do we have to go to another break or can I go? Can I go to the deaths? Oh, we should take a break so can, we can have a long can break when I we come go back. Go to the deaths. Yeah. Well, we've covered events and birthdays. Oh, now now yeah. we've got to cover the deaths. Before people need to start chiming in for their favorite movie of last year. And then the real judges, Dex and Steve, are going to weigh in. All right. I feel like I already ruined it. All right. All right. All right. We got to take a quick break. Three Degrees with Brian Nixon, live from the Dreamstyle Remodeling Studio. Studio continues next. The Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O. Three Degrees, Brian Nixon. Well, guys, we've covered the events. We've covered the birthdays, including Brian Jones, Patrick Monahan, Frank Gehry, which you guys now know is a famous architect. Happy birthday, those guys. But like everything else, we have to talk about the end of some lives. On this day in 1551, Martin Booser died. Martin Booser, maybe not as popular or well-known as Martin Luther, but he was influenced by Martin Luther. He, too, was a monk, Martin Booser. He uh, was part of the Reformation, later exiled to England and helped with the Common Book of Prayer, second edition. Beautiful. Yeah, it really is. He was German, Martin Booster, so he died on this day. On this day in 2004, one of my favorite historical writers, Daniel Borston, died. 2004. He won the Pulitzer Prize for his history books on the Americans. But my favorite books that he wrote, he, he hit the New York bestseller with the discoverers, the creators, and such. And he kind of highlights different people throughout history who were involved in discovery, who were involved in creativity. He's a great historical writer, but he died on this day. And then, guys, kudos to your profession. On this day in 2009, just a few years ago, 10 years ago, Paul Harvey, the radio personality, died. The rest of the story. Among the makers of majestic pipe organs for churches and universities, Charles Fisk is a legend. He grew up in Cambridge, Massachusetts. As a teenager, he was some... And his voice is so comforting, right? ...one of an electronics wizard. He was building tube amplifiers before there was such a... It's funny, when I first started on radio, Brian, I, I was in charge of putting Paul Harvey on uh, the AM station. Yep. And I didn't. I never listened to him. And I was sitting there going, oh, this is so boring! I fell in love with Paul Harvey. I, he's one of my favorite, all-time... He is. ...favorite Ra- radio legends, Yeah, man. he truly is. I, I can't tell you how important Paul Harvey was for yeah. you know my parents and their parents' generation. As a matter of fact, my parents made it a point to always daily listen to Paul Harvey. That's how influential he was. He was. People went out of their way to listen to Paul Harvey on the radio. Just like, you know, my grandparents' era, there was a journalist by the name of Ernie Pyle who actually lived here in Albuquerque. Uh, we have a library um, that was his house but Ernie Pyle was the most read journalist. People would just buy the newspaper to read Ernie Pyle's articles. Same with Paul Harvey. People turned on the radio to listen to this man. Dude. Only now you know the rest 
of the story. Oh, uh, dude, that uh, voice, uh, man. You, you gotta love Paul Harvey. To me, that's like uh, Vin Scully, Dodgers. Yep. I, I, Anytime I hear him, I just melt. It's like I just feel like a kid again uh, for yep. some reason. They're just these magical voices of a different generation. Yep. That, I love it. I agree. Yep. Paul Harvey oh. was one of those guys. Well, one last one before we talk about the Academy Awards, gentlemen. On this day in 2011, so again, not too long ago, Jane Russell passed away. And Jane Russell, if... You don't know who she is. She was Marilyn Monroe's nemesis. Basically, Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe were the two bombshell actresses of the day, and they were always pitted against each other, uh, Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell. Jane Russell, though, later became a Christian and was a devout follower of Christ, which is pretty cool. I was able to interview Jane Russell. I went to, with my friend Dan Wooding, we went to a Hollywood um, event where Dan Wooding really interviewed her, and I interviewed the, her companion, and I did my first article for Assist News on his cowboy boots. I covered it with Kleenex, <laughs> not tissue. Oh, man. I'm going to listen to this later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jane Russell. There's some famous pictures of her and Marilyn Monroe. She's, she was, I mean... Of course, she's really old in that video there. But man, back in the day, <laughs> she was woo! she's really old in that. So she, she can't be you beautiful know what? there. I, th I think she's uh, wow. I think she's more beautiful than uh, Marilyn Monroe. Well, that's why I'm saying a lot of people would say, you know, beautiful. She everyone's goes, man, Jane Russell was so much more pretty than Marilyn Monroe. How come she didn't? But I, you know, it's one of those things. You, you you just don't know. But she was a Hollywood actress, did westerns, did a lot of things, and. Um, a really nice lady. She was really sweet um, to talk to. Very, very kind lady. But she died on this day in 2011. Wow. So we're using Jane Russell, who never won an Academy Award, though she was in some you know notable movies and westerns. And we're going to transition now to say, hey, what about this past Academy Awards? Was it deserving? Steve-O said people already chimed in, yeah. saying that the Green Book was definitely the best movie of last year. What's your guys' take? I know none of us in this room have seen The Green Book yet, but what, what was your favorite movie? Man. Um, Dex? Steve-O, you're, you're, the, you're the movie guy. Oh, gosh. You're the movie guy, dude. I'm the movie guy? Yeah, somebody said Green Book was the best film of last year, hands down. Huh. Also, they're disgusted at me because the Rolling Stones are just barely average compared to the Beatles. <laughs> uh, you know what? Oasis is better than the Beatles. Um, Earl says Black Klansman. Uh, which I haven't seen. So, so I haven't seen that either. But I heard Steve, Steve, uh, during the break, I think it's important for you to say what you said that that you've heard that Spike Lee was very upset. Yeah, very upset uh, because I, apparently he never got over this. Uh, Spike Lee's been nominated a few times. He'd never like five won. times. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he'd never won until this year. He won for best director for Black Klansman. No, he won for best script. Best script, sorry, whatever. Best script, Black Klansman. Oh, right, because the director of Roma won for best director. Right. My bad. Uh, best script, uh, Black Klansman. And way back in the day, he did a film called Do the Right Thing, which did not win best picture. It lost out to Driving Miss Daisy, a movie that he just did not enjoy. Right. I mean, it's Spike Lee that we're talking about here. So, of right. course, when uh, Green Book... One for Best Picture, you can see his disdain. And he tried leaving the auditorium, and security stopped him and made him go back to his seat. 
Wow. Like it's, it was, he was, I didn't hear about that. He was that. irate. Because yeah. he believe, you know, he said that uh, Driving Miss Daisy, you know, uh, and Green Book were similar in that it was basically the same film, but now you've got the, white, the white man driving the black man. And, and it was like one of those forced films. And, yeah. and so I heard concerning Green Book again, I've heard from a lot of people who say it's a fabulous movie. So I'm not bashing the movie, but I heard from some critics that it was the only movie that the Oscar committee could agree upon. Mm -hmm. So it was like number two or three on everyone's list. So they said, instead of let's picking a movie that these other people disagree with, let's just pick the common one that's in the top three. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why they chose Green Book. I think other people on the committee had Black Klansman. Other people had Roma. There was a lot of divergency on the 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 Academy Awards committee, and so they chose the one that they could all agree upon, and it yeah. was Green Book. I'm surprised you didn't say A Star Is Born or A Quiet Place, Thibaut, because well, you I've, loved those I haven't, movies. I haven't said my look. I've got a giant list. Okay, oh, my those bad. are on those are on the list. So, Steve, <laughs> I'm like, you've got the wrong guy. Go, <laughs> okay, go, go. Tell Wait, us some I'm of your. I'm gonna go. I yeah, wanna, yeah, I want to hear yeah. the star me. Trish says Incredibles two. Uh, Infinity War, Black Panther. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Michelle mm -hmm. says Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I just saw okay. and it was uh, pretty great. Right. Uh, Infinity War, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Black Panther. Mm -hmm. uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. What about Crazy Rich Asians? Earl says uh, Black Klansman and Christopher Robin. Dude. Oh. Uh, Laurie and Kyle said Black Klansman for sure. Um... Hands down, one of the best historical awareness films ever made, Black Klansman. Um, okay. So what's your Steve-O? What's mine? Yeah. Tell us. It's, man. It's, well, just give us. I mean, you know, because you love I movies. I have a list. And Dex already spoiled a couple because, of course, A Star is Born, when I, I saw I didn't that film, see it. Dude, I walked out of that. I, I saw cry. that movie. I saw that movie with Jordy. All yep. right. So for those who don't know who Jordy is, Jordy R. And he, he is, he's a boy. He, uh, he is the, the, uh, creative man behind uh um our sauna show don't sweat the small stuff he's camera guy one him and brent do an incredible job he's a filmmaker and so when i got a screening for a star is born i was like dude i hear this one's going to be good there's all this buzz about it do you want to go see it with me and when the movie ended we were both just silent and then we looked over and we were both crying and it was like wow and we talked about this film that was truly I'm bummed it didn't get enough credit because it really was a masterpiece. Now, yeah. on that, I will say it's rated R. It's got some heavy content. But I, I as someone who has grown up around um, substance abuse, mental health issues, I have to say it shook me. It touched you, yeah. Oh, dude, because it, it was very raw. It was yeah. very real. And it was like this, man, this speaks volumes to... Um, a human being that, you know, Bradley Cooper plays the lead. He went up to Seattle to hang out with one of his best friends in the world, Eddie Vedder, the lead singer of uh, Pearl Jam, who tried to talk him out of making the film because he was like, dude, this is a remake of a remake. It's like the fourth time. Yeah, yeah. Don't do this movie. What are you even thinking? And he said, well, this is the idea I've got and this is the way I want to do it. And Eddie Vedder changed his, his mind and said, okay, well, let's Let's do this. And so he, he kind of followed Eddie around during the summer for the, the Pearl Jam dates and mimicked his character a little bit after Eddie Vedder. Yeah. So you're thinking of a guy who's of that fame, of that stature, who is so alone. Yeah. And, and 
I need to see. I, I, ha- I haven't the, seen it. Well, you look at the Robin Williams of the world. You look at these people like, uh, sadly, recently, it was like the Chester Bennington's. For me, Chris Cornell shook me when he when he killed yeah, himself. Yeah. And, and you go, why? These guys have it all. And this is a character who has fame and fortune and everything and is drowning himself in alcohol yeah. because he's so alone, because he's so hollow and he's so empty. And we all know that. And of course, as Christians, we know that we're going to keep searching until we fill that void with Jesus. Right. But it's a man who just doesn't have hope. Hmm. He doesn't have anything hmm. because he's seen the mountaintop and... Yeah. It was apart from Jesus, and it was hollow. So for you, Star, Star is Born. Dex, Dude, I'll tell you, I'll tell you okay. that, that that was a brilliant film. Okay, so. what's Dex? What would be number one on your well, list from I'm last year? I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, gosh, Skyscraper with The Rock was oh so my good. God. <laughs> but, you know, I, I did love 12 Strong, and I know it was filmed here, and it has Chris Hemsworth, which... He's beautiful. I okay. love him. Mamma Mia was also very good. I can't. Okay. So between those no. three, maybe Sicaria as well. Uh, I might, uh, but I'm still. I don't know what I'm gonna. I, okay. Well, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Oh. So here it is. Here it is. Wait. Can can well, I let, let me tell you what my favorite one was? Mine also was a little violent, but it was uh, Wrinkle in Time. You guys, were, no, you you know you know what my favorite one's going to be because oh, it's gonna I be, always, uh, Mr. Rogers. Uh, no, which, oh. yeah, that's the on my ballad own. of oh Buster, Buster Scruggs. Scruggs. I've never seen it. It it is a western, but it's a western done differently. Rather than telling one complete story, they're vignettes. The filming is spectacular. Uh, there's it's violent. There's a lot of blood in it, but it was my favorite movie of last year. So here's the thing, because you know me and me and westerns, of course. Multiple people have chimed in with this, and this is why, like, it's funny because you just said, Stars Born, that's your favorite. And I'm like, no, no. Oh, it wasn't? No, it's not. Oh, you started like, with that. Yeah, of course. Because John says, I don't think the Academy Awards is as much about what our favorite movie is. It's looked at from an artistic perspective, which makes it difficult because art is so subjective. Right, sure. So we're judging somebody else by their... But Jared said, here's the question. What makes a movie great? How is it groundbreaking? Is it is it is it how it's groundbreaking? Is it its current social relevance? Is it how much it entertains you? Because for me, my list is mostly entertainment right a star is born was because of uh, its commentary on alcoholism and mental health right that's that's important won't you be my neighbor was the most touching film i saw yeah. of the wasn't year. even nominated was, it, Which, it was for best documentary oh it was yes it was and it did not win and i i the threw gu- something at the television the guy that climbed the mountain won the best documentary right yeah yeah so i didn't even know it was nominated it well, was at least nominated. it got no- nominated so, that's good because then all of the rest are just entertaining and i've got like i've got like 10 movies because i go to the movies way too often solo uh the star wars film was this year it was in may and that's my favorite star wars movie what was it nominated for anything i have like visual effects oh, okay. it, it, yeah no won't you be my neighbor once upon a deadpool because i can't say deadpool 2 uh, <laughs> infinity war spider-man into the spider-verse and a quiet place which was to me unlike anything i'd experienced in a my movie. son kalen liked the, uh, it was, the you, quiet you're place silent the whole time and it takes your breath away and it was an experience and it was phenomenal and it was a, a story of a, what a father's willing to do to save his yeah. family K- kalen my son kalen he loved the quiet place one of the best movies of the year um he loved it so so uh, the Ballad Buster Scruggs, because it's a Western, everyone knows, and the Coen brothers always yeah. do brilliant movies. I did think, artistically, mm-hmm. it was brilliant because they have amazing cinematography. Of course, it was yeah. filmed here in New Mexico. It was different in that it didn't tell one complete story, but right. it told different stories. The acting was spectacular throughout. 
I, I mean, I just thought it was brilliant. What's your real favorite? Well, Dex? I, I'm really shocked and surprised that this didn't get at least a nomination because you know Taylor James, Billy Zane. Uh, Lindsay Wagner, they their performances in this movie were so spectacular. Directed by Bruce McDonald. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Samson, I don't know why that did not get a... Uh, okay, well, thank, thank you. I'd like to thank the Academy. Thank, thank you. All right, bye. Bye, oh, bye. Oh, Wow. <laughs> wow. Dex... Steve and I are sensing that you can't make a decision. You're indecisive. Well, Samson was so good. Come on. You know what what I did see because of of the typewriters? Yeah. Is um, can you ever, or can you please forgive me? Oh, how was that? That got nominated for a few things. A few things. I was surprised. Melissa McCarthy was brilliant and her co-actor. It's a sad movie because she's a a writer that turns to plagiarism. Yep. Her... Her friend, her best friend, mm-hmm. he he dies of AIDS. So it has some sad. But of course, I went Spoiler to see alert. typewriters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful. I mean, that's why I went to see it. To, to the typewriters <laughs> were the stars. It was it was well it was well done, but still not as good as um, the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, I was wrong. Apparently, Mr. Rogers wasn't nominated. I swear it was nominated for best. See, uh, I was surprised. I I was looking for it, and I thought I didn't see it. I was really shocked. It wasn't on there because, like Steve-O, I actually shed some tears during that documentary. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was pretty, pretty powerful. Dex, seriously, what it, what was your favorite movie you well, saw last year? Well, you know, I'm sitting here looking, just thinking about all these great movies that came out in 2018. And you know, as a kid, uh, I was scared of sharks. So the mate, the mate, the mate was my, the mate was so scared. Okay, fine, fine. What about game night? Game night? No. So, Won't You Be My Neighbor was not, so I have to apologize, was not nominated for an Academy Award, even though it was the top-grossing biographical documentary of all time. Really? Ooh. It got endorsements from former President Barack Obama. It was it was on his list of favorite films of 2018. Um, there, there were a lot of people, including critics, who just ate it up and thought it was one of the best films of the year. And it goes to show that, you know, there's a subjective part. Now, there is an objective part of beauty as well, which yeah. um, I'm actually working on an article talking about the objective, you know, uh, segments of beauty. But it just goes to show something that people, critics across the board love, doesn't always make the way to the Academy Award Committee. And this is one of those ones that I, I, I was honestly disappointed yeah. um, that it, it wasn't even nominated. Um, because when you said it was nominated, I go, boy, I looked at the yeah, document. I, I always look at the documentary like section. I swear it got nominated for something. And mm-hmm. it's sad to me that it didn't get nominated. That's my biggest disappointment, that the Mr. Rogers documentary was not nominated. It's <laughs> <laughs> playing you off. I just want to play you off. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. Done. We're done. We're done. With oh, the man. Uh, everybody's like, Ready Player One needed a mention, and it didn't get one. Um, Game night. Come on. Okay. Steve, thanks for sharing your honest assessment of movies last year. Dex, Dex. His is either Mission Impossible, Fallout, or Once Upon a Deadpool. There you go. Uh, no, that's not it at all. Okay. That's not well, it. Well, what is it? Guys, a movie came out last year that uh, really oh, changed I, my I life. You. I hate you um, so much. I'm trying to be serious right now. You, just, you know, you won't allow me to be serious. And... Uh, Man, when this this movie came out, it changed who I was. And I would like to give a shout-out to uh, Justin Thoreau and uh, Vilma Szyszewski and Mila Kunis um, because The Spy Who Dumped Me was one of the best movies of 20... 
Okay. It was one of the best movies of 2018. I I made it serious. I loved it. <laughs> I'm so mad I downloaded that Oscars music. Guys, you have no idea how dark it gets when you get played off. Oh. It's awful. It's an awful feeling. Oh, so funny. All right, Brian. We love you. Won't Dex, you be Steve-o, my neighbor? You guys Hands rock. down the most touching and, film of the year. You and have thanks to, see to it. everyone at the beginning of the hour who commented <laughs> about uh, the teaching last night. Thank you guys for listening you and betcha. tuning in. And yes, I think it will be posted online. Hmm. And just to be real with you guys, Tag was my favorite movie of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs>